The Watt from Pedro Show, December 8, 2001.
From Pedro Show. Little Rodney Bingenheimerism there. All those, all right. <laughs> anyway, December 8, 2001 edition. Uh, Watt from Pedro Show, Wild Kingdom Radio, live from the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point in Pedro, beautiful San Pedro, Cali. Here with uh, Brother Matt. He'll be uh, up a little later with the spin cycle. TJ Talia, although we got to give her a ring ding ding a ling, huh? Down the block. And Brother Twan is here, too. He's manning the camera. Uh, my good bud, Eric Dayton over at SiteWorks, hosting the show now. I don't know if you've heard, but Live 365 has taken the dumper. And uh, thank you very much, uh, AOL, Warner, whatever, Mega Superstore, Eastern Block. Uh, all production belongs to the shit hoarders. Um uh, their boss, Levin, just uh, st- stepped down. It was in the newspaper the other day. But will things change? No. And who's their competition? The other empire, micro slut or whatever. So uh, we have to find humor in this stuff because it's uh, very funny. 50 years of Cold War to produce uh, anti-free enterprise. One big phone company. One big uh, whatever polyglot culture so you under, uh, understand maybe why it's such a uh, beige one-dimensional kind of uh, what do you what do you call it? state of mind state of opinion with folks because uh, I don't know uh, you got to have fertile culture I think to get mind sprout and uh, yeah the dummy down thank you brother Matt we start off of course with mr. John Coltrane and uh, Song of the Underground Railroad from the African Brass thing he did. 
And oh, that was a micro crap uh, chime there, brother Matt. He has both machines. This show is going direct to a Mac hard disk though, and we did the big update. Yeah. I'm gonna spend an hour before here. Got up to nine two two and uh, firmware, software. All to aid. Yeah, yeah. Much respect. Just sprucing up the hardware. Uh, after that, we had some uh, P funk. Well, funkadelic. Stay on the verge, getting it on. And uh, now some Nels Klein.
All right. Watt from Pedro's show. Uh, that was pop group. Forces of Oppression. Uh, intense band from the 70s. Before that was The Eyes. Another 70s band. But Hollywood, not Bristol, England. Like the pop group. Um, the Eyes uh, blow up Disneyland. I'm doing a gig tomorrow with George Hurley at the El Rey Theater. Uh, it's called Class 77. A lot of cats from the old days are going to be playing. I don't know if the eyes are, but me and George are going to do about eight Minute Men songs and as a duet. And uh, funny story about the eyes. Now you, you got to understand about what you know. I came from arena rock as a teenager and went up to see the punk gigs. And it blew my mind. There was a gig with the eyes playing, and uh, it was at the other mask, the one on Santa Monica. And they're playing this guy, uh, Joe Ramirez, was their singer. And uh, he's playing his guitar, and he's they're doing a tune, and some cat comes up. I mean, this is how loose the gigs were. Some cat comes into the pad, obviously with a bucket of mud, and he comes up to the front of the stage and just tosses this whole bucket of mud i mean it was wet mud like diarrhea style you know <laughs> all over joe ramirez's face over his guitar you know and of course uh joe ramirez does not stop playing he's got mud <laughs> in the face on the strings it's intense you know and then like nobody's uh, you know doing anything or anything it's just like well, okay <laughs> So it blew my little mind. Before that, we had George Hurley with the Farmers. Well, it's not his band, but he plays drums for him. He told me he went in the studio a couple days ago with them. And that's something from the Trescadeca Phobia San Pedro compilation on sad cassettes. Something uh, Craig Abar put out of all Pedro bands. I played it all last week. A lot from Pedro show, December 1st version. Except... Uh, I ran out of time. I didn't have one uh, more band, and this was uh, the band, Farmers, with Board, which is what I feel about Disneyland. And we started off uh, with Nels Klein, Nels Klein Trio, off his chess CD, with uh, Mintao, Mike Preusner, uh drum kind of thing there, huh? Okay, um... Here's the old guitar player. We're going to do a urinal song tomorrow night, me and George. We're going to do a song Min Min did, Ack, 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 Ack. And uh, here's the uh, former guitar player for urinals, uh, Kel Johansson. <laughs>
Said boy, don't follow your heart. 
I've been walking the room And I've been living on the edge And I just gotta go before I get to the edge So I'm going I'm going I'm eye, obscenely seeing, sees the surface of the round world, with its drunk rooftops and wooden wazos on clotheslines and its clay males and females with hot legs and rosebud breasts in rollaway beds, and its trees full of mysteries, and its Sunday parks and speechless statues, and its America with its ghost towns and empty Ellis Islands and its surrealist landscape of mindless prairies, supermarkets, suburbs, steam-heated cemeteries, Cinerama Holy Days, and protesting cathedrals, a kiss-proof world of plastic toilet seats, Tampax, and taxis, drugged store cowboys, and Las Vegas virgins, disowned Indians and cinemad matrons, un-Roman senators and conscientious non-objectors, and all the other fatal shorn-up fragments of the immigrant's dream come too true and mislaid among the sunbathers. from Pedro show Lawrence Farrell and Getty right there with his uh, autobiography piece before that we had Richard Hell doing a cover of Bobby Dylan's Going Going Gone in front of that was Rocky Erickson and the singing Grandfather and we started off you know besides the show tomorrow there's another show in L.A. But I will not be going there. It's the K-Rock, whatever. So, and uh, Kel, Joe Hansen played Perfect for the Underground, which should be their theme song. I mean, if they got a video ready in time for it, I mean, you know, we wouldn't want to screw up the program. Okay, uh, tonight I'm going to play, uh, it's Backbiter 10-year anniversary, Bob Lee's band with uh, John Hall, Jonathan Hall, and... Uh, Keith, and uh, I'm going to do four songs with them. Here's Bob Lee's band with John Wall. It's called Clawhammer, and uh, another appropriate song, Ask Kisser's Union. Shake the grease, the end of 
try to remember But my feelings don't know for sure Yeah, try to reach out from Pedro Show, uh, December 8, 2001, getting up at the end of the first hour, coming up next hour, Brother Matt Spin Cycle, you just heard some uh, live black gang, that's live in Salzburg, Austria, Joe Biza, Bob Lee, myself, doing Daniel Johnson's Walking the Cow song I've done with uh, several folks. Again, uh, I'm going to play with Bob Lee tonight. And something, uh, Joe Biza turns 50 in January, and we're going to do a gig for him then. 
Uh, before that was uh, Banyan, myself, uh, Steve Perkins. Now it's Klein, Money Mark, first album, Cooking for Now. Before that was a live track from Walt Mink, Candice, Joey, John. Toured with them a few times. Miss Happiness. And we started off with the Ass Kissers Union by Clawhammer, Bob Lee's band with uh, John Wall. Um, I got to apologize for screwing that song up. I hit the wrong button, had to restart, went to the next track, went to the next track again, and we did it right. I'm sorry, you know, last week too, I uh, listened back to the show, testing out the site work stream, and uh, I left a fader up for a few songs there. So, you know, you hear technical stuff like that on the water Bureau show. You understand pilot air. Your host is uh, competent, obviously. Um, here's some stooges. Not right. See Not right I want some I want some I want some, I want some, all right But she can't help because she's not right No, 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 no It's always it's always this way I Am I right She want some She want some Tonight She want some She want some All right but I can't help because I'm not right. No. And it's always, and it's always this way.
All right, Watt from Pedro Show. That was uh, Wild Rats with Nut. Something uh, Ron Ashton, myself, Thurston Moore, Steve Shelley, Jimbo, Sorted Others, Mark Arm, uh, did the album. We'll see the light of day sometime. Working on it uh, for spring. Uh, before that was Stooges, Not Right. Uh, coming at the end of... First hour, Watt for Pedro show, December 8th, 2001. Brother Matt assisting me here. Brother Twan, uh, man in the sofa, making sure it doesn't float away. Uh, Coming up on hour two. Okay, folks, out. December 8th, 2001. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Dixon speaking to you from the northern suburbs of Detroit, and with me is a musician who is a star in Detroit, uh, well-known all over the United States, a cult figure internationally, uh, 
He's Robin Tyner, the former lead singer with the band that was never called the Motor City Five. Were they? It uh, was always MC Five from the beginning, Rob. Always MC Five. Uh, people would say that it would stand for certain things, different uh, different meanings, but basically it was British, Motor City. British thought it was the Magna Carta Five. There were many different permutations of this, Dave, but basically we were a Motor City group and played Motor City rock, uh, heavily influenced by Motown, which was very prominent here in Detroit at the, in, in my early musical days. And uh, we tried to give a real groove to the music that was coming out of the rock and roll scene. Uh, we played at record hops and paid our dues in the uh, in the early days, uh, working with a lot of the uh, stars of early Detroit radio. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those guys, too. Uh, Robin Seymour. And Swingin' Sweeney and people of that type. And uh, we, we think that, uh, I think that growing up uh, in a time that I did was very instrumental in the in the direction that my music is going to go in the future because uh, back in those days I was fortunate enough to be able to open up shows for outside uh, talent. From, I saw you open for Hendrix the first time he played in Detroit. I saw that. Yeah. Great show. We were very fortunate in that we got a chance to uh, be influenced in a personal way by such people as Janis Joplin and uh, and the Traffic and Procol Harum and all of the English groups that came through this uh, great psychedelic ballroom of the late 60s in Detroit called the Grandy. And you took the experience that you got playing with these people and opening for shows to become uh, eventually a headliner yourself and stars here in Detroit when uh, your peers were guys like Alice Cooper and Ted Nugent and Bob Seger and... Uh, all of you people started off uh, playing the local clubs and went on to become uh, record sellers all over the world and great spokesmen for Detroit. Well, I believe in the sound of Motor City Hard Rock. I believe that... People like things harder-edged here, don't they? People demand a certain commitment and a certain energy to the music that comes from Detroit much more uh, than any other place in the in this country. I believe it, and I know from my experience as a radio disc jockey in Detroit for years that uh, there's no such thing as so playing something too loud or too raw for this audience. I've seen people in other cities say, oh, I like the new so-and-so, but I mean, it's just too loud and too powerful. I don't want to play it on the radio. Well, in Detroit, of course, we just put that on and let it track because they like high-energy stuff here. Maybe it's because people work in factories where the machine background noise is terribly loud. I don't know. Well, the the audiences in Detroit have always been tremendously responsive to energy on stage. And coming up the way I did through the Detroit scene uh, prepared me uh, to go out on stage as if every night is the last night you'll ever do this. Every night is the, is the very uh, end of the line in terms of uh, giving out 100% of your energy to the audience, and they in turn reflect this energy back to you on stage as a performer. It's a, it's a mighty thing to be in front of a Detroit audience. Well put. Well, I know that uh, there was no higher energy band ever in the history of rock and roll than the Five. And uh, I've heard this new album that you've made, and there's certainly no 
You're not stepping back from that energy level. It's powerful. It's hard-hitting. It's top-of-the-lungs rock and roll. It's the kind of album you would expect as the first solo effort from Rob Tyner of the MC5. It's killer. I try to put as much human energy into it as possible. But I believe that uh, I'm I'm a lot more at home with the recording technology of nowadays than it was early in my early in my career. Nowadays, uh, I feel that hard rock doesn't necessarily have to be done just for um, records. You know, like uh, vinyl records, it can be done on CD and it can be done uh, with the same sort of intensity that uh, using the new technology that we got out of the old. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it to me. You wrote most of the material back in the five days, didn't you? Write all the songs. I I did primarily all the lyrics and um, instrumental in the ideas uh, musically as well. You were the key songwriting member of the MC Five for a long while, yeah. Until uh, until the other people began to uh, write themselves toward the end. So it should be no surprise that all of the songs on your new album are Rob Tyner compositions. Well, I have I have been lucky to find a combination of musicians uh, to back me and to work with me on this record, and uh, I'm very uh, I'm very thrilled with uh, with the way we work together on guitar. I have uh, my friend Joey Gatus, and uh, on bass my co-producer and uh, engineer Pete Bankert, and uh, on drums uh, the uh, experienced uh, and powerful drums of uh, Fred Schmidt. All right. All right. And you recorded at the Schoolhouse in Ann Arbor. Yes, at Old Schoolhouse Studios in Ann Arbor. And uh, they have uh, they have a very good facility out there for hard rock and roll. And it was literally a schoolhouse. Yes. And built for that, because of that reason, with special acoustic properties so that a teacher could be heard Yes, so that the room is very lively. I'm told. Yes, there's an incredible snap in that in the air when you record. So in there's there. already energy in the walls, and then you guys come in and do your high energy rock and roll number. Well, we get the walls uh, shaking pretty good out there, and uh, and I am uh, I'm looking forward to uh, beginning the the work on my next record. Uh, this uh, has been a very good musical experience for me uh, because of the fact that. Uh, these people care enough about the music to work really hard on it. We've worked a long time on this record. So you're ready to go again. Yeah, well, you you kind of have to look to the future. I believe that Detroit Hard Rock has a future, and it, I believe, will become stronger and leaner and tougher and meaner, and the songs will be longer and have more in them, and there will be able to stand up on their hind legs and kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rob Tyner, the former lead singer with the MC5. You said earlier that you were influenced by the Motown sound and the musicians that have come out of this town. Detroit's always been a cradle of music. I read a thing recently that said that W.C. Handy got the idea to write a blues from a visit to Detroit and hearing what the musicians were playing here uh, just before the turn of the century. And we know that uh, in the jazz uh, era, Detroit was an important town, and the blues, Detroit is an important cradle of the blues. And when rock and roll came along, Detroit people picked up on it and made some serious contributions, and that the Motown sound and the Motown artists have uh, 
made the name Detroit famous all over the world as if the cars hadn't done it already. Who were some of your influences? Earliest influence that I can remember, it was a Detroit player, uh, John Lee Hooker. Yeah. And uh, I heard this uh, back when I was a kid. Nothing but the best and later for the rest. Yeah, I was, that was the first person that reached me with the music. And uh, from then on, the wide vistas of R&B opened up to my ears, and uh, I began to assimilate a whole raft of incredible music from John Coltrane to Sun Ra to the Bobby Blue Bland to uh, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. So your tastes are pretty eclectic. You had to be then because there was so much competition in the scene. You had to have as much in influences and be able to do many different styles and forms, a much different uh, aspect of music than it is now. A lot of people have wondered where you've been since the MC5. The group was uh, such a hit. Their records are still uh, being bootlegged and sold in Europe, I'm told. And yet uh, you've been quiet as far as records go for a long time. I know, because I know you personally, that you've been involved in community uh, shows and concerts here in town, that you've been working with veterans groups, that you've been producing other bands and helping them uh, uh, record, and that you've been quite busy, but you haven't been busy on the Rob Tyner uh, career. Now you're back on it. I feel that it was time because... I want to be able to try to move people through my music, and I want it to draw from the traditional aspect and from my experience. I want to draw from all these forms of music that I have been interested in all my life, and I want to make it say something to move the people in a positive way, emotionally speaking, and not in a political sense. Well, Rob, one question I've got to ask you is about the artwork on your album. Uh, this uh, looks to me like it's your you. you're not only the musical artist, you're the uh, the physical artist here. You've drawn the the back cover, haven't you? There's a computer drawing that I did um, on the cover, and it's called uh, Achilles Two, and um, it was just a sketch that that I did on the Apple. It was the first time I'd ever touched the the mouse, you know. And uh, I like the aspect of computer art because it's sort of like the other side of the computer's brain. You know, like we have a left side and a right side. I like the uh, graphic side of it because uh, I feel more comfortable in that flowing thing and away from the numbers, you know. But I feel that there's a tremendous opportunity for creative expression using this type of uh, artwork. I, uh, I, I will do it a whole bunch more in the future. I feel comfortable with it. The more advanced the technology gets, the more comfortable I become with it, David's. It's a a neat thing because back in the back in the early times, the uh, technology would not be uh, comfortable to work with. But on this new album, I try to uh, I try to make a uh, sound that's that is consistent yet yet has variations within from track to track. Um, we wanted to have some party songs on it because it's Motor City rock and roll, and we wanted to have some serious stuff on it too. Um, there's everything but a ballad, and uh, we, we try to do as much as we could within the hard rock format. Um, but I think that this format is a comfortable one, and I'm going to grow inside of it, and I'm going to grow with it. Tell us about the Grandy days. You remember them. People are writing books now about the glorious Grandy days and the, 
the ballroom that uh, sort of set the musical style for the whole city for a while. Uh, if it wasn't happening at the Grandy, it wasn't happening. In those days, there was a tremendous amount of activity in the Detroit scene. Musically, culturally, politically, every, every different way. It was uh, a chaotic time, but a time when a lot of things got said and a lot of new areas got explored, musically and all the other ways. I think that because of the, because of the Grandy, uh, there was a tremendous influence of the English groups that came through Detroit during the uh, late 60s. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be involved in shows with these people. And I think that that uh, and the Motown aspect of Detroit music um, made uh, a harder and more eclectic uh, rock in those days. And I think that that lays the foundation for what's going to be happening in the future. We wanted to uh, make, a, make, a, make some songs that that recalled the past. Like there's a song dealing with uh, the time of the Grandy Ballroom on the record and uh, called Grandy Days. And I tried to catch the feel of that era through the music. And uh, because we, we used uh, the electronic sitar from the, from the early days uh, and also... The psychedelic days. Yes, the psychedelic actual... Uh, uh, electronic sitar, and we also used the uh, electronic auto harp uh, with full effects uh, to get a psychedelic sort of hurdy gurdy kind of feeling uh, for the middle of Grandy Days. We wanted to uh, have the sort of ambiance that you could feel what it was like there. If you'd never been there, you could feel by listening to it kind of a. Uh, a taste of the Grandy's atmosphere, which was could be very, very, very uh, overwhelming. And uh, there was an echo inside the place that gave the music a certain like revolving quality to it, and we wanted to capture that. The album is called Blood Brother, and it's about commitments. And I want to have this feel of it's one blood brother talking to another, and blood sister too, on this record, and I hope that feeling comes across. All right, blood. <laughs> on one of the tunes called uh, called "Disturbing the Peace," which is my favorite crime, um, I wanted I wanted to get that really rowdy feeling, like uh, like a Detroit party feel, and uh, and with the with the band behind me, uh, I think we came close to it, and uh, and. I like the uh, I like the rough and tumble aspect of this new music because it's within the modern technology of recording. But I'm trying to keep that rough edge from the early sound uh, and and bring that into the era of CDs and the digital audio tape. Well, I hope the world is ready for this. Man, I hope so too. The the debut solo album of Robin Tyner, a major rock force here in Detroit. We hope the world is ready for him. All right. Show. Sorry about that. Uh, we had a little <laughs> little interview there with Rob Tyner, uh, maybe 10, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, for um, his solo record at the time, Blood Brothers. We heard a song before that, uh, Disturbing the Peace, and a little spiel from Rob on... Uh, 
you know, what the Detroit scene was like. Uh, cornball disc jockey there, you know. Think K-Rock. Okay, on <laughs> the Watt from Pedro show, we got the brother Matt Spin Cycle. Here you go, bro. This the place where the lady lives with young
Excellent installment of the spin cycle. JJ Talia has made it. She's spieling to Brother Twan about her. Uh, yeah, Chuck, too. Sorry, brother. About her uh, adventures with the club scene and such. She paid a lot of money and didn't get a good time. <laughs> like magazine love. Me 
from Pedro Show, December 8, 2001, coming up at the end of the second hour. We'll um, start in the third hour with a little saccharine where I did this thing with him, live improv thing, and then DJ Talia. We'll have a session. Uh, right there was Black Randy and the Metro Squad with Trouble at the Cup. Um from the old days of the L.A. scene. Thank you, Brother Matt. We get the feedback going. and we want to have somebody modern the uh, sound there. And no comments from the whatever. For Black Randy was Weirdos. They're going to play tomorrow night. And, uh, well, some of them, and I think the Circle Jerks are going to back them up. And right after Brother Matt's spin cycle, we had the Screamers, which was the first... Uh, Hollywood band that could sell out the whiskey. Tomato died last year, but uh, Paul and KK is going to do something tomorrow night. They all ready. Me and Georgie are going to play at 7. But this show probably won't be ready till next week, so uh, it'll be in past tense. At the start of the hour, we did, uh, of course, some Rob Tyner, late great singer of the MC5, and then an interview with him with some cornball jock. Uh, but his words were great. Okay, Brother Matt, making me aware, there's 15 seconds left of this second hour Watt from Pedro show, and uh, nice sunny December day here, great for pedaling, this is my favorite time of year, okay, ready for uh, hour three, coming up next. Watt from Pedro show, December 8, 2001, it's the third hour, I don't know why I spoke about what I'm going to play now the end of the last one but more pilot pilot error okay anyway here's uh from world broken record saccharine trust their bass player got too scared to do this gig so at the last minute they asked me to do it and it's improvising we're just making up the songs we went along uh for some reason they had me well we all wore tuxedos the only time i've worn one of those things here's uh the tune Fred presented himself to Joseph. It's a luring shape 
settled on the mantel. Where it bred. And shed its fragrance. Committing itself to the atmosphere. As we converse Words part out Meaningless formation Philosophical stats Joseph cried the screen door to let her fly out. Returning to us to read his poem. And it went like this. In a forest I feel as in a crowded room The trees sigh and leaves rustle Imminent conversation of the time of day that place my mind And evolve people like stones in a dry creek Dry, dusty, no sound no light in eyes untrue, only my side in a room. Of 
raisins and cheese. I'll eat the plants and the fruit from the trees. And I'll live on vegetables and I'll grow on seeds. But I won't eat animals and they won't need me. Oh no, I'll live on life. I want nothing dead in me, you know.
Continue on with more beat breakage. It goes one for the trouble, two for the bass. Brace, brace in your face. I said one for the trouble, two for the bass. Brace, brace in your face. I said one for the trouble, two for the bass. I said, I said, I said, one for the trouble, two for the bass. Come on and see, let's rock this place. Now I am the man, yes, I'm only the man. And when it's time to expand, I'll chop my way through the center. I'll stand feet first, let the beat first, baby, bubba. Let me show you what it all boils down to. I'll tap that ace nose, clown you, now you know the halves. Pulling their wigs completely up they scabs. Right now in sight is the easy part. To have a little style is the hard part. I'll move in like a hard bark. Sweeping up all you marks from the jump start. I'm dirty after dark, so spark up an L. Now what the hell? You've been here before. You know how it goes. It goes one for the trouble, two for the bass. Brace. Brace in your face. I said one for the trouble, two for the bass. Brace. Brace in your face. I said one for the trouble, two for the bass. I said, I said, I said, one for the trouble, two for the bass. Come on and see. All right, DJ Tally Show here on Watt from Pedro Show. It's a DJ Tally segment. <laughs> but no one heard, it's a show. I had some television. <laughs>
Watt from Pedro Show. That was some live porno for Pyros when I helped them out with some bass. Uh, where was that gig? That was at Halloween. At the Mayan, if you want to know. <laughs> were you? No, this one here was... Uh, well, it was in June of 96. And it says ALH. Whatever that means, I can't... <laughs> Some cat gave me this CD of us playing live, so. Yeah. Some what? With porno. Uh, Perk was telling me him and Per are going to record some Jane's Addiction thing in February. Uh, for porno, we had a Custard, Australian band. Nice guys I met when I was with porno over there. Uh, Love Measure. Um, we picked up after uh, DJ Talia's set with satisfaction by television a live thing from 78 that was neat tell you, Did you like yeah start off weak but got good <laughs> we don't need another folk song about not eating meat we need some beats from talia okay speaking of beats here's tar babies with rockhead hey baby
suburban dreams shattered on the ground.
John Cale and Watt from Pedro show, something live, Praetorian Guard. Tune off the good record I like his, Caribbean Sunset. Uh, coming up at the end of another Watt from Pedro show, I want to thank uh, Brother Matt, DJ Talia for assisting me. A little chaotic a little earlier. Uh, Chuck Sands from down the street and Twan. Well, Twan was pretty sm- focused, but... Uh, Chuck Sam's all over the place there. <laughs> oh, wild. Not too happy. And Watt's psyche so fragile. <laughs> Before John Cale, we had um, Tom Watson's Overpass with the song about his town, Manhattan Beach. And we started that little uh, set of tunes off with uh, Rockhead by the Tar Babies, Bucky Pope. And I guess the last version that funk guy on the bass. <clears throat> An old friend of mine, Robin, was the first bass player. I'll tell you, I'm on air. <laughs> and uh, Robin Davies, a good guy. I met him 
First, he was a uh, roadie for Husker Du back in the early 80s. And he still comes to all my gigs when I come and play in, uh, in Madison, which is a neat town to play. It's trippy. It's uh, put on isthmus. Um, that means like a stretch of land between two lakes. I think it's Lake Monona and Lake Mendota. And it can get cold there in the winter. It's a neat town. Interesting place. Tom Layton puts on my gigs there. Yeah, we're going to play something from a Seattle band. Now. I, I met these guys touring with Jay. Uh, Sam Jane. Good guy. Love his laughter. Watch the Pedro show. Sorry about that. I, I hit the wrong button. Damn it. Okay, here's Love is Laughter. Watt from Pedro Show.
Okay, another one in the can there. A lot from Pedro Show, December 8, 2001. We'd be back next week, brother man? Yeah. Yeah, all right. And I got some gigs next week. Uh, Wednesday's benefit for Sea Shepherds, Spaceland with uh, John and Terry Show. Last gig with them for uh, the year. And then a benefit for the Toberman House Sunday, a week from today, on the 16th, uh, with Dose. Bring a toy, help the kids. Toberman Settlement House have a Christmas. <clears throat> Not that objects really make a Christmas, but give the kids. Just give. There's so much to take, huh? Um, anyway, uh, is there another gig? Well, there might be, might be, uh, check the hoot page L- again. like to thank the SiteWorks people for hosting my show. Thank you, Eric, brother, Matt, DJ Talia, much respect. Everybody keep it together. I'm trying less than two weeks. I'm 44. Okay. Keep your powder dry.